0: This Christian podcast is designed to help us walk a stronger Christian life in today's troubled world. This is God's Amazing Grace Podcast with Sean. Hey, everybody, welcome back to God's Amazing Grace. I'm again your host, Sean Otis. And today we've got another fellow podcaster joining us. His name is uh, Joseph Day. And everybody give Joseph Day a welcome. Hey, Joe. No hey. one. Right? Yeah, not at all.
1: Not at all. Why Thanks for having
0: me a- on the show. Why don't you give everybody a little bit of uh, your about your podcast and about you yourself
1: yeah absolutely so like you said my name is joe um about two and a half years ago now um i met jesus for the first time and everything about my life changed (laughs) um about six months after that holy spirit woke me up um to the fact that there's something more than just uh slogging through this life um Out of that was born a desire between a friend of mine and I to um, start a show that centers around the something more, intimacy with God, um, life in in the present kingdom. And so we started a show called Buddy Walk with Jesus. The idea being that it's two guys cutting it up in a coffee shop discussing um, the timeless truth of the gospel, you know, in in a time where we have nothing but um, voices, different voices adding to the the white noise of, you know, different gospels and takes you know, the prosperity gospel, principal living, things yeah. like that. We want to, uh, we wanted to, and we strive to, um, provide an outlet for people that are looking to bring it back to, um, intimacy and bring it back to, um, uh, the, the, the core, the core truth, which is the gospel exactly and and the truth is is we provide we have found since embarking on this that a lot of times with what people are hearing us talk about this is the first time in the first exposure that a lot of people are getting to this whole idea of living a life in with god
0: i think that's what he wants you know you hear people pray, Oh, Heavenly Father, Thou art, Thou art, you know. All He wants to do is have a conversation, an intimate conversation, you know, kind of like what we're doing now, just talking. We don't have to act like we're holier than now. Just talk.
1: Yeah, because that's the thing that, that about God, about Holy Spirit. Um, in the times where we are anything but holier than thou. Maybe it's that time in traffic. Maybe it's that thing you shouldn't have been looking at. Whatever the case may be, he sees that too. Yeah. And a lot of times it's taught that if you treat God with anything but these and thou's type of respect, then you're being heretical. Yeah. When the truth is, is a lot of us have been taught to pray with our laundry list, you know, I pray for this that and the other thing, world peace and everything in between and honestly taking your taking your wants, taking your desires, taking those things to God. That's not inherently a negative thing. So don't don't misunderstand, but it's there's so much more that's available to us. You know, we're called to treat God like a friend treat god like you know when we when we communicate it's open dialogue he yeah. sees past the the dogma and the 50 cent words that we think are the magic incantation to get our prayers heard when in all honesty it's it we've overcomplicated it
0: you know doesn't it say he already knows before you speak what you need and what you're gonna ask for?
1: Yes, one of the best things that I have ever heard, I wish I could take credit for this, but I can't. Um, I heard it referred to as when you pray, you are not informing God, you are including God.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think he wants to conf- us to confess it. Kind of like when we're asking for forgiveness of our sins, he wants us to confess it. He wants us to speak it, yeah. you know. You know, I, I, I'm I'm trying. I'm struggling to find the right words for it. But it's when you when you ask for forgiveness, and then you go and tell people that you are saved and you you repent of your sins, blah blah blah. He, I think he wants us to ask. He knows what we're going to ask, but he wants us to ask. Kind of like your parents, you know, when you you. They know what you want, but they want you to ask. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Words have power. When you articulate a thing, it is no longer just in your mind. You have spoken those words. And when you are speaking it with God, the Bible would suggest, um, and this is, is, you know, I want to clarify that this is, more conjecture than it is. I can point to a specific spot in in scripture to support what I'm saying. But from what I've read and from what I understand, um, that that weightiness that matters to God. The fact that you are articulating that and and bringing that forward in a verbal way it matters to God.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. It does you know that's that's part of praying you know you're asking you're verbally speaking but but that's a, this is a whole different subject that we can get into another time but what we were going to talk about i know we talked about it earlier about legacy what does legacy mean especially nowadays when 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 you die what kind of legacy are you going to leave behind? You know, people people leave legacies of money, houses, you know, worldly possessions, whatever it is. What kind of legacy do you want to leave behind?
1: Yeah, before I came to know the Lord, I was what's called a transhumanist. I thought technology was going to be the thing to save humanity. And I... My only goal in life... I wasn't planning on having kids or anything of the sort. Doing the, the settled down family life was mm-hmm. so far outside of my purview that all I wanted to do was make my millions so that way I could afford essentially immortality is what transhumanists are, are looking for Yeah, is Im- immortality through the integration of technology um fast fast forward uh, all of those things the success the money those things that you think um are are your lasting legacy and the things that matter here on this earth i realized in th- in a moment's notice all of those things can come Crashing down. I woke up. Yeah, I woke up one morning, half of my face, and now mind you, being in sales, like I was, I I my voice, my appearance, the whole nine yards, that was that was how I made money. Mm -hmm. And I woke up one morning and I couldn't move half of my I, became, I had become very very sick um it, it kind of one foot in the grave sort of sort of situation and I realized that man all of this that I had built this this false kingdom that I had built for myself huh. I was gone and that was that was earth shattering to me and it was what had started the process of my journey to the cross and for me i had had a hard time for a long time taking taking god seriously i think is a good way of putting it i grew up in the baptist church and i grew up with it, with this mentality of a of a paper yeah. faith There's no substance to it. And it was all of the, you know, checking off the boxes every week. Did I go to a Bible study? Yes. Did I go to Sunday service? Yes. I I grew up in the Baptist
0: faith faith too. But then we went, got out of the Baptist faith because of, of those exact words and it wasn't just that as when we said in, in the church I'm not trying to put the Baptist faith down or anything but uh, when we said in the church it was like if you moved a muscle everybody was looking at you like and then you had to be set perfect like it was my dad my mom my oldest sister my older brother me and then my two younger brothers we had to sit that way every week and finally my mom and dad had enough and we ended up going non-denominational, which is a big difference. Right.
1: And that's part of it. A lot of people, they look specifically to these big um, these big name sort of gospels, you know, the name it and claim it sort of mentality and those kinds of things when they talk about false doctrine. But the thing that tends to skirt under the radar a lot of time, and, and for anybody listening, hear me. I'm not I'm not just pointing out about this when I say this, because this is universal. Um this this whole idea of legalistic um the legalistic approach to to God because it's easier. Legalism is easier, following a rule book is easier than allowing God Allowing Holy Spirit to totally exactly. invade your life in a systemic kind of way, and when I came to the cross, that was it was this radical moment of me crying out for God to meet me where and, and I was, he will.
0: and He did. He will with, with no hesitation. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing,
1: is we we serve a God who does not seek to hold
0: back from us. He wants to give us everything that our heart desires, but he knows in the process if he does that, (laughs) you know how some people are. Right, right.
1: And that doesn't mean the brand new Lamborghini, that doesn't mean millions of dollars, but... You know things—the things that really matter, according in, in, in accordance to His will—he um, freely gives and and seeks for for us as as His children uh, to be empowered by Holy exactly. Spirit by
0: His wisdom. Exactly. But anyway, back to the legacy. <laughs> we kind of get we kind of get off on our own little. That's okay. <laughs> People need to hear some of this stuff, you know, especially nowadays. I know I was going to tell you that yeah. when I lived in Atlanta, I lived in Atlanta for almost seven years and I was going to a Bible college. And one of my friends that I was going to, his dad was kind of a leader of a a, a prosperous church. And he would stand up on the pulpit and say, you know, his, his son would tell us, my dad's going to do this. And he'd say, watch this. And his dad would sit there and say, I need hundred people to run up right now and give me $20. And they would go running up and doing it. (laughs) And then he would say, I need 50 people, give me $10. And they would do it. He had a huge church. That's what was funny about the whole thing. And he would leave the church in a limousine. So I mean, talking about you know, you look at the churches, and they're only getting worse.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's the Bible calls for yes. an equipping of the saints, right? And I think that there's a there's a two prong problem when. You really break this down and try and put it into the paradigm of the standard, um, I'm going to say stereotypical, American church. A, it's the idea of, well, I don't want to train my assassin. I don't want to train somebody else who could potentially do my job better than I'm doing my job and b if i teach them too much exactly. then they're going to see through my smoke and mirrors you know you can't teach something that you don't know yourself and that's for me for years i had like i said paper faith i i joke around that i identify from for uh, for those of you that have seen the original Left Behind nope. movie. I know they re- they remade it, but the guy from Walker Texas Rangers and he's the, he's the the pastor in it, and he says this line that totally made like completely makes sense to me now. There's a difference between exactly. knowing and believing. You can say, you can do the song and dance. You can rehearse the songs. You can know exactly when to lift your hands and when exactly when to say Amen. But there's there's a layer there that God sees and will eventually be um, shown and sh- shown in the light if you go trying to teach this to people that don't yes. necessarily
0: they to other That's, people. I remember I remember that movie. I remember uh, I I remember that original movie. That's an old movie, but. It still saved a lot of people. It's kind of like Billy yeah, Graham. Yeah. Billy Graham was 99 years old, I think it was, when he passed away, and he's still saving people. That's the kind of legacy I want. Yeah. His. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's it's an it was an interesting mm-hmm. shift, right? Because after I got saved um the lord um brought me out of the sickness that I that I'd had put me in put me in touch um you know guide, guided me back here and and to I moved back to to where I'm from um afterwards and uh I got hooked up with um some really top notch doctors and so here I am this brand new faith um in back back where I sworn I'd never be that I would never live again. Um and, and now I'm 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 healthy, right? So now I've got like the rest of my life ahead of me, so to speak. And so there's this question that comes up: well, now what? I'm used to living for myself. I'm used to living for my own selfish desires in the mode that I had been living previously, and now I've got this whole new path and trajectory for, for my life. And so I look at my life, I look at my purpose, and I look at the relationships that God had called me either back into Mm -hmm. or into since being back. And I see that there's this, there's this key, right? To, to living, to living this life and truly living this life is understanding that, um, you know, it's not going. It's not going to be easy, but we can live in victory, regardless of circumstance and situ- in situation. And it's that posture of of intimacy, regular prayer, things like that, that lives out of this place where you realize that this this existence, right, what we know to be existence especially as Christians is so much bigger than me is so much bigger than my wants and my desires and my thoughts and living out of that purpose to bring other people to 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 be a conduit mm-hmm. for God to bring people into the kingdom to be the to be the tool that God uses to show other people um, man that's that's a humbling place to be. You know, I talk about on the show that if I if I could just help one guy, just one one man come to the understanding that we are so much more than what our fathers drilled into our heads to be we are so much more than our mistakes or our past addictions or our past circumstances or where we live or any of those things any of the things that make up the 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 Mm -hmm. false self identity Mm -hmm. and when we live out of a place where we are we are child of god we are beloved heir we are ruler alongside the christ yeah that changes
0: Everything that's that's good. I had a thought there that uh we're only touching a if you want to say, you know, how they talk about a mustard seed, we're only experiencing that mustard seed faith, you know, we're just touching barely touching what God. Has in store for us. You know, it's, 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 if you can get past your mind playing tricks on you and saying, oh, you know, you know, like you're not worthless or you're worthless, you're, you're not, you're never going to succeed. If you can get past all of that, imagine what's going to open up on the other side.
1: Well, that, that was a huge game changer um, when, when my co-host and I, um, when we came to the realization that Jesus himself, the benchmark, the standard bearer, said, you will do greater things than these because I am going to the Father. That's a verse that has sort of been hijacked by groups like the progressive Christians, Progressive Christianity, or the Prosperity Gospel people, things like that, to mean yeah. kind of a name it and claim it sort of sort of approach to things that, you know, if you just manifest it with the universe, then it'll come to be or whatever other mumbo jumbo that they say. Um That's not what this is. Jesus said that in accordance and alignment with the Father, we will do greater things than Jesus did while he walked this earth. And we've abandoned that notion for legalism, moralism, and looking to the great sky genie to give us whatever we want. Now, take that into consideration for a second. Jesus raised (laughs) people from the dead. And, and he is saying, and I don't think he's being figurative when he says this, but there's this level that that this level of, of intimacy where it's it's literally like breathing when you when you are just living out of Holy Spirit um, that we're called to live out of that like that that's that's the goal for me that's the goal is is living out of that place because that's a wild thought to me that we have power we have wisdom unimaginable um in in, in full access we just you know it's it's not works based it's all it's all a free gift we do- but we have choices that we make Every single day. You know, I heard that a, all a, a
0: story about, I don't know if you're familiar with Azuzu Street, the great revival on Azuzu Street. The yeah. pastor that, I can't remember his name offhand, that that started that that revival, he walked into a, a factory and there was this guy working. He was pounding away on something, pounding away on something, and he missed and hit his hand and started swearing. He looked up, seeing the pastor, and he immediately fell to his knees, crying and saying, God, forgive me. If we get that type of intimacy with Jesus, imagine what things would happen then, you know? I think if, we, if, if we're not careful, though, right. it can go to your head. But I see those days right. coming again because you know you look around the world at what's going on i see that there is going to be a great awakening in order for that to happen people have to be ready and i mean i was just a story that that i i heard that when you were talking about intimacy that kind of his intimacy with god was so strong that when somebody seeing him, they immediately seen Jesus in him and fell to their knees and cried and repented. Could you imagine right. going that deep into it?
1: Yeah, that's something that um you know, it, it's it's funny that you mention an awakening. This is something that um, Edgar, my co-host, and I we talk about quite often. Is something something was woken up in the two of us, um, and, and and we fundamentally and wholeheartedly believe that you know you look at the state of the world, right? The world is in the world is in disrepair on a lot of different levels. I mean, t- 2020 has been um, <laughs> something else. We'll leave it there. Some something else. Um, but the one prayer that, well, one of the prayers I should say that Edgar and I have coming out of this whole situation is that there is a widespread awakening that that happens. With God's people, because the thing is, is don't get me wrong. We we have um, we have a, a big passion for helping helping the lost, helping those that that have either never heard the name of Jesus or um, have never known Jesus. But yep. there's another part of that awakening. Yep. It's, it's it's with the church that God's people stand up and realize, man, our works, how good we are, how many times we didn't dance, or how many times we only listened to Christian music, or read our King James uh, Bible, or these, these things, these rules and laws that have been superimposed by man that... None of those things. None of those things really matter. You know, what being the church, Matthew five, Matthew five through seven, the the beatitudes. But I, I joke that that's the worst. That's the worst name section of of the the gospel because it's so. There's so much in there. It is literally the playbook. God gave us the playbook, said, okay, you want to know how to live in the kingdom, not the kingdom just just in terms of heaven in the hereafter. No, living in the present kingdom of God every single day here on this earth. How are you supposed to act? Here you go. Plain white paper, black text, here you go. And that therein lies the benchmark and how we are to, to operate. And when you really dive into that, all of these, these man-made thoughts and these man-made principles and things like that, that 100% bleed into what we view as a legacy.
0: They well, all Me and my wife fall away. About this a lot. We talk about book knowledge. And if you look in the churches, a lot of the way the churches are ran are by book knowledge. It's somebody's opinion. Right. When, when you see Jesus and the disciples, it's not the book knowledge that you see. It's the actual learning as you go. He was a teacher. They were the, the, the children in the school, basically. You don't need the book knowledge. Right. I mean, yes, it's good to have that book knowledge, but I think it's even better to have that. Let's, for lack of better words, street knowledge by living by example.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, so I, I help facilitate a, yep. um, a micro church. Uh, we started off as um, a, a small group, but different. Um, yeah. There, We called them kingdom outpost groups, where it was the idea of kind of going, going deeper than just, you know, we meet once a week and do a Bible study together, but don't actually know what's going on in each other's lives. Our, our church, the one that was hosting this, this small group um, closed oh, its doors right. permanently right before the pandemic. And before we, uh, my wife and I were talking and, um, you know, regardless of, of the pandemic, we, um, we decided that we weren't going to run right, right back out and find another church because we didn't want to fall into the trap of just sitting there and listening to somebody, um, Preach on something outside of the Bible for an hour a week. That just there's something there's something unpalatable about that. Especially yeah. um, in this neck of the woods, we have a lot of churches that preach out of a book rather than you're also, preaching you're out of stuff like that, scripture.
0: You're limiting God. So. Yeah, exactly.
1: And that's. It's been a fascinating um, it's been a fascinating experience over the last couple of months because we are a group of people we joke <laughs> around that we're the island of misfit toys because we are sincerely an eclectic group. We are definitely a group of people that um, needed something as extreme as the pandemic to forge together a a bond. And a, and, a, and a group dynamic that is 100 of God and has created this environment where you know we have we each one of us has experienced a great many things during this during this pandemic um we've we've loved and lost we've had um you know coming to Jesus moments and the whole nine yards but in each one of our lives, Jesus has been formed within us to a deeper level because we have something that looks more like the book of Acts huh. than it yeah. does the yeah, American does. church.
0: Yeah. That makes sense? That's that's interesting. You you kind of got me a loss of words on that one. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's it's one of those things that that got before before the church closed its doors um i i kept getting this feeling like you know through um through the podcast through life experiences that just okay this is your training period you're going to be asked to use what i am training you in soon and it just it just soon it was no definitive thing well when the pastor gets up on the last sunday that we all meet and says you know this is going to be the last Sunday. Well, it all kind of dawned on me at that moment that okay, here's the here's this is the ending of a chapter. Now it's time to move on to to the next chapter. Unaware that it had anything to do with a micro church or anything like that, I just knew that this was a time that I was being called to stand and yeah. take
0: you know take ownership. You know that that, of that kind of my that's kind of but, the same way with me. When when um, we mm-hmm. basically, you know, it wasn't nothing to do with church or anything, but when our governor here in the state of Michigan shut us down so we couldn't go anywhere, I started doing a little Facebook thing here and there, you know, day one of the pandemic shut down or whatever. But then God laid it on my heart right. and when I finally came to the decision to do it I felt so much joy that oh my god I wanted to start laughing and start crying at the same time I, I he basically told me right you're going to start a podcast and I'm not a computer person I'm very when it comes to computers I know the basic stuff that's why we're kind of on the phone like we are because I cannot figure this stuff out yet but I uh, but i mean i felt so much joy and so much sorrow or whatever you want to call it that i wanted to laugh and cry and, and it was a great feeling
1: yeah when you're living out of out of the purpose set out by god cuz that's the thing is as mm-hmm. humans we want to take we want to take autonomy we want to say our will be done. My will yep. be done. Yep. Wherever we than pray, that says will your will be
0: done, done. You're always you're in your mind. You're saying it's, it's not what I want, though. Yeah,
1: as as long as it, y- thy will be done, but as long as you as long as yep. it coincides with <laughs> exactly. what I think my life should look like. You know what I mean. If you'd have told me. Three years ago, that in the next in the next three years, you're going to get deathly sick, get saved, come uh, move move back home, reconnect with your high school sweetheart, marry her, and be starting a podcast and uh, micro church. I'd have been like, uh,
0: you know, pass the drugs, I'm man, like that, and,
1: You know what I mean? Like,
0: God, God right, changes there's names not, this. left and right.
1: Yep, well, man. Man yep. plans,
0: God laughs. And if 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 you don't do what God you wants know, you to do, you live a miserable life.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's the that's the kicker of it. Is you know I, I had heard it once said that it is possible for us to mourn the spirit, m- to to grieve the spirit in our lives, like. We're the child that's being told what to do by exactly. God. Kicking and screaming. Sort of sort of thing. And it's not, you know, when you're a parent, and I and I say this not not being a parent, but being the kid <laughs> who kept wanting to touch the stove. As a parent, you watch your kid trying to touch the stove and you're like, no, but I want to do it. No. You know what I mean? Not because you're trying to no, be exactly. the evil authoritarian, but because you're trying to help your kid not get hurt, and that was that was my thing with God. Is like, man, you have a lot of rules and regulations and all of these kinds of things, and you 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 don't want me to have any fun, and and all of that. And I'm like, no, man, like I'm I am living, you know, I. I I say I say this almost in a tongue-in-cheek kind of way because of how much we've spoken yep. out against different gospels and things like that. But I'm almost—it's almost like I'm living my best life now. You know what I mean? Like this whole this whole idea of of living out of a place where, um, man, there's a smile on my face and a song in my heart because. Two thousand plus years ago, I can live in the knowledge and in the faith and in the victory that two thousand plus years ago, a man, the perfect man, lived, was brutally beaten and savagely murdered, rose again, so that way, two thousand plus years later, you know, a guy, a guy like me who had no hope can have well, hope and yeah, live and, in that. And
0: I, I look at it this kind of this way. Even, you know, you'll people say, well, he doesn't really exist. It's, it's all in your mind. Even if he doesn't exist, look how much better your life is. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. I guess for me, I can confidently say that I know the, the, yeah. the trajectory that my life was on before. I know what I was living on, living out of before, and to bring it back to the core of what we what we were talking about, I know what I wanted my legacy to be before. I, cre- yep, cre- humans are creatures of habit. The human brain is a very complex thing, but will one hundred percent do what is necessary to protect itself, and and will not go the extra mile to change in a significant way that would have needed to change in order for me to be the man that I that I am today. And so 100% I put that to a God thing because I know me and I know, I know I'd never be strong
0: enough to do that. Yeah, without God, you can't do anything. But with God, all things are possible.
1: Exactly. Um, to take it back to um, something that you had said before when you were speaking on uh, Billy Graham, you know that his his legacy, the words he spoke, the life he lived, and what he modeled while he was alive, is still having a profound impact on people um, today. And the thing about legacy is. A lot of times, you read you read the verses that are associated with legacy, and you see um, the concept of of teaching your children and and having your children be your legacy and things like that, and that being kind of the crux of what we're talking about when we talk about legacy. But it's it's more than that. The legacy that you live is the impact that you had for Jesus on the world around you. Be it be be it your spouse, your kids, your friends, your church, things like that. You're going to leave a circle of people behind when you when you are, exactly. are
0: brought home. I look at it this way. Glory. Which which way would you want to be remembered? As a big partier? that you know people are saying yeah he's on his way to hell or do you want to be one of those people that's love jesus live for jesus eat drink blood for jesus whatever and people are knowing where you're going which kind of legacy do you want to leave
1: right right in my life i was blessed to have um, an incredible mentor um he was a, a former pastor um, Turned turn friend, and uh, we walked through some of the most devastating situations of my life together. Um, and, and I would watch him as you know this husband and father and things like that. And I would watch the way that the way that he operated and the patience that he had with his kids and his wife and things like that. Now, fast forward, you know, since then I have. You know, come to find Jesus, um, come to come to have a relationship with Him, and now I find myself in a situation where God is calling me to stand and be that for the people around me. So the way I conduct myself, <laughs> I find myself in this situation where other people are watching how I conduct myself with my wife. Other people are watching how I conduct myself with the people around me. Matters not because I am the pedestal. I'm on the pedestal not because it's my actions. But you know, I I talk the talk and I I sit on a podcast for once a week or for for an hour a week. I do these different things, but am I really living it out? is the faith is is that relationship with God only paper thin and as the church as Christ Christ uh, representation here on earth what we do it matters right we've had we've been in the midst of incredible turmoil across the uh, across the world right as Christians as the church, I have been praying incessantly. For God's people to look around and realize (laughs) holy bananas, Batman, we have the we literally had the opportunity for to be the church handed to us on a silver platter and saying, Okay, go out and love on people. Whatever that looks like, just go just go out
0: and love on people. Do you remember when the bracelets come out? W W J D What Would Jesus Do? I don't think people really took that serious. I think if, if you ask what Jesus would do, Jesus saved people, but he saved them through examples of how he lived, not by preaching, but by his example of his life. So when you're saying, what would Jesus do? He would lead by example.
1: Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like John 3.16, right? A lot of people can quote John 3.16, but it's one of those Bible verses that just kind of, it, it ends up on a on a throw pillow or on a wall hang before it gets internalized exactly. into yeah. the heart, right? It's cliche to say... What would Jesus do? But seriously, when your co worker is annoying you, when bad things happen, when devastation strikes, or when wonderful things happen, ask yourself, what in fact would Jesus do? And it flies in the face of what the, uh, human a instinct. A perfect
0: example, is is I don't know if you're familiar do. with a David Walker said. He was a, he was an evangelist in New York City, yeah. and he was ministering to the gangs. And one of the gang leaders was Nikki Cruz. And Nikki came up to him one day and he says, I can cut you into a million pieces. And nobody would know where you are, or something like that. But David Wilkerson said, But every million, every piece of that, my body would still love you. And shortly after he said that, I'm, 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 I can't remember the, the the story exactly, but I'm kind of paraphrasing it. But after that, after he said that, Nikki Cruz accepted Jesus, and now, last I knew, he's ministering through, like David Wilkerson was, in the streets of New York. So yeah, at, right. if we were talking about um, Jesus leading by example. That's a perfect example of what Jesus would do.
1: Right. And that's there's a reason why. Um, you know, we hear the phrase Jesus, friend of sinners. Well, that's yeah. just that's not just a song title, guys. Like, that's not that's not just the name of a name of a of a pop christian song. That was how Jesus operated. Um, it's funny that you bring up that kind of concept because. know when we talk about legacy one of the legacies that i hope to leave behind is somebody that wasn't afraid to get their hands dirty in the messiness of the human condition you know that's it's it's good to have your network of the saints It, it is good to fellowship with other believers i'm not saying i'm not saying that you should just forego that aspect of things, but it's not the people who are well that need a doctor, like Jesus said. Exactly. It's the sick that need a doctor. It's... And we need to be willing as a people to love first, regardless of circumstance. When you do that, when you live out of that place, you are pushing forward God's kingdom here mm-hmm. on earth. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's a yeah. It, it's it's an we have an opportunity as the church to change the world in God's name. We we can we can change the world through God. Um, some. Psalm 112 says how blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commands, his descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. When you are living out of that place, you aren't just sitting there talking at somebody about the print about principled living and about fear the Lord. And John 3:16 and all of the same things that are just going to hit a brick wall until somebody sees that you're the type of person that lived these things out that delighted it's in his not
0: commandments how you live the life it's the actions you take during your life so yeah. when people look at you Every action, like you were talking about, every action you take, they're they're seeing something different. That's kind of like, you know, what Jesus was doing with the disciples. Every step he took, every action he did was different. And that's how he won souls. Yes, he did all the miracles. He did everything else. But he didn't need to all he had to do was live the life that he was living and people would come to know him.
1: Yeah, and it, and when you, when you look at, to take it back to Matthew 5 through 7, when you look at that, it is so incredibly, you know, they, they, they say that the Christian walk is one of the most difficult things that you can experience on this earth because it is completely counterintuitive to everything that the human mind says to do. We want revenge. We want justice, our version of justice, you know, forget about loving first, judge first, th- those kinds of things. But in order to really leave behind a legacy that is complete, a complete roadmap for the for the generation that comes after you, that leads to God, then then you have to live for God. You have to your live work, in the kingdom. Your work starts in the kingdom of His you, dear your Son. work,
0: your your life ends. So yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that's, that's very good. That's interesting. So I, uh, yeah. I just, um, my f- brain just went, <laughs> well, I think what I'm going to have you do now is every guess I have on here. I have them pray. Mm-hmm. But I think I think what I'm going to have you do is go ahead and pray for people out there that I guess want to live that life to where they're intimate with Jesus. You know, I've done the, the salvation prayer, I've done other prayers and stuff like that, but I guess I guess do what your heart desires. I should say that. You know, whatever God is telling you to pray about, pray about it. Okay.
1: Okay, definitely. Our Father and our God, um, Father, I thank you for this opportunity to be able to uh, connect with uh, with another believer, to be able to... Um, talk about you and talk about your word. Father, I thank you for the lives of each person who hears this. I thank you for their life. I thank you for the fact that you have brought them here to hear this. Um, Father, I, I, I pray wholeheartedly for a widespread awakening For your people. Father, I pray for each person, um, regardless of where they are and their current walk, that you guide their steps, you give them the wisdom that you so freely and lovingly give to us, that they may lean in and listen for. That still small voice. That they may be able to shut out the distractions, shut out the world, and just spend time with a friend. Just spend time in you. Father, I pray for your people. I pray for the church um, that, that your people take refuge in you and and live out of that place, the place that you call us to live in Matthew, that we be a people dedicated to pushing forward the kingdom of God. Father, I lift up anybody who needs a reminder that you are in control that you are that your natural inclination is to be for us god I, I praise you that the that the the father of all that the creator of the universe actively pursues us that's still mind blowing to me lord and i pray for that undeniable truth to take hold and take root in the hearts of men, in the hearts of your church, so that way we can push forward the kingdom, push forward your great name that we may not be glorified, but you, you be glorified. I thank you, Father, that you are for us you are with us, that in the good, the bad, the ugly, the in-between, that regardless of circumstance we can have victory in you. That you open the door for us to come alongside, sit on the park bench and just spend time it doesn't have to be the laundry list it doesn't have to be the grocery list it doesn't have to be just the 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 mealtime prayers that you want us to have a life that centers around being in accordance in step with you that you want that level of intimacy with us i praise you father for that I thank you, Father, for who and what you are. I pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Wow, Amen.
0: <laughs> that was a lot of words there. <clears throat> um, go ahead and plug your your <laughs> your web your uh, podcast again. Give it.
1: Yeah, definitely. So it's so it's buddy walk one word. Buddy walk with Jesus. Um, we are on iTunes, Spotify, Google, pretty much anywhere that you um, that, that you look. Yeah, it's pretty simple,
0: guys. But uh, I really appreciate. It. I enjoyed this tremendously, even though there was some interruptions a little bit here and there and stuff. Because I forgot to turn things off. I don't know if you heard those or not, but (laughs) well, you know, when when you're working all day and you have a rough day, and you forget things. So, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I I mean, I appreciate you having me on. Come on, whenever you want.
1: (laughs) It's great to, to. It's great to meet another. Christian and another content creator with a platform like yeah. this that gets it that isn't just about pushing forward dogma and rules and legalism but have an actual desire to grow in it's relationship
0: e- it's easy to get with God. away from it sometimes but you saying that you stay that course and God's going to guide you So I do Absolutely. appreciate, like Absolutely. I said, and um, yeah, we'll have to do this again some other time. Like I said, you're more than welcome to join whenever you want, and uh, maybe we'll have Edgar join too. So I okay. appreciate it. You all have right. a good Sounds one. Good. Thanks again. That's all, folks, and I will talk to you next time. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye. All right. thanks for listening follow us on apple google spotify snd many more see you next time this is god's amazing grace podcast with sean